With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we're talking about basketball. Um, yesterday, we went through everything that happened in the first football practice. The Buffs will be back on the practice field tomorrow. Uh, that's Wednesday. And as I mentioned yesterday, we're going to be talking to Carl Durrell after practice uh, tomorrow night. And also Jarek Broussard and Carson Wells. Should be a really fun day. Uh, so if you're looking for football talk, you can go to yesterday's podcast or just wait for tomorrow after I talk to those guys. And that'll be up late tomorrow night. Um, the reason we're talking about basketball, even though the basketball season, at least for Colorado, is over, is that a lot ha- of things have happened in really the last like 24 hours. Um, here's what you need to know. Actually, no, let's talk about the Colorado XOs first, and then we'll get into all that. Um, the Colorado XOs, they're a rugby team. They train here in Colorado at the Rugby Town National Training Center at Infinity Park in Glendale. It's the same place where the Colorado Eagles, the U.S., or not, sorry, the U. U.S. Eagles? Now now that I've said it, I'm starting to doubt myself. The U.S. national teams train at the same facility. Uh, the idea is that the Colorado XOs are going to bring in athletes from other sports and teach them how to play rugby with the idea of getting them onto the U.S. national team. They're 2-1 to this point, so things are going well. You can follow along with uh, DNVR Rugby on Twitter or the podcast or... If you go to the website, thedmvr.com, you can find the written content. All right. Um, So here's what you need to know. Uh, There have been some changes to the roster. Um, Deshaun Schwartz, Dallas Walton, Alex Strotting, Isaac Jessup, and Owen Kuntz, who we just learned today is transferring. Um... They're, they're, they're all transferring, is the point. Um, so, all of them... Actually, I'm not sure about Owen. I don't think Owen was a senior. But the rest of them, 
Yeah, he was a freshman. The rest of them were seniors, and here's why that's important. So, um, the NCAA granted eligibility waivers for basically next season. Um, they said that anybody who is a senior this season uh, can come back and play another year of college basketball next year. Uh, some guys are taking advantage of that. Some guys aren't. Um, but that causes problems with scholarships. Obviously, like you're, you're allowed to have 13 players on scholarship at any given time if you're a Division One basketball program. And by allowing like four more guys to come back in theory, you could cause trouble. So what the NCAA did was just say, you know what, those guys who are seniors this year want to come back next year. We just won't count them against the scholarship limit. So even though um, Alexander Strotting and uh, Dallas and Deshaun all have scholarships that you would think would now be able to be given to somebody else, Colorado actually doesn't gain any scholarships from all this because they are all seniors. Um, instead, they just have the two scholarships open that they've had open all offseason. Um, those are all of the technical details. And now we're going to get into what this means for Colorado, um, what those scholarships are going to be used for, and all of that kind of stuff. Um so let's dig in. So, in terms of departures, um, the, the the big news is with Deshaun. Oh, and I just realized I forgot to say. Also, this morning we learned that Dry Horn would be moving on. Um, he didn't say in like the the graphic that he tweeted out what his plans are. I think he said like um, like looking to God to, to guide me in my next path or something like that. Um, I would guess that he's trying to decide whether now's the time to go pro or not. Uh, for him going pro probably means like going over to Europe, playing there for a really long time, which would be a really cool thing for him to get to do. If he doesn't want to do it now, he probably could just wait a year and do it then. Um, if he wanted to wait a year though, it does sound like he's going to be headed somewhere other than Colorado. Um, so there's another one on the list. Uh, and again, that's not an open scholarship now. Um, so with Dallas, with Deshaun and with Jariah, you have three key contributors, I think is a fair term to that, that you're now going to need to replace in your rotation. Um, it's a bummer, especially, I mean, you, you could really say, especially any one of those guys, um, let's just start at the five because I think that that's the simplest way to go through here. Um, but at center now, obviously you lose Dallas Walton, who was your, your one true seven footer, and you're going to bring in Lawson Lovering, who's a very highly regarded recruit, um, out of Wyoming, top 50 prospect, um, a, a, another true seven footer over seven foot. Um, and he, and he can do a bunch of other things. He passes well, he's skilled. He can knock down some shots. Very, very, very exciting player coming in the program, a, a player who could lead the program to very big things at the same time. He's going to be a true freshman next year. And when you look at centers on the roster, I mean, Evan Batty's probably the other guy you really look to at this point, just in terms of guys who can contribute at that position. So even if, you know, Lawson comes in and everything goes well, 
and he plays 30 minutes a game, which would be, I mean, th- that is the dream scenario for him to play so well that he gets to play that much. Um, you still have 10 minutes where you're playing Evan Batty at the five. And I don't think that that's going to be a problem. Um, I-, I think that that is honestly kind of just fine because he he is big enough to, to fight with, with guys who have length on him. I think that that's been made even more clear this season, especially in those games against USC and Stanford. He can fit right there. It, it'll work out just fine. Um, I think you could even make the case that center is his best position. Um, yeah, I think you could. I still kind of like him at the four just because it opens you up to having a little bit more length. Um, but you can certainly, at the very least, get by without too many concerns. Here's the thing, though. When you look at the rest of the roster, your other big guys, uh, Jabari Walker, Oscar, De- or sorry, Tristan De Silva. Um, who else really even is there? I guess uh, Will Laughlin, the sophomore, uh, six foot ten forward. Maybe maybe he can find a way onto the floor. Um, but really, that's it. And so if you think about it, you know, first of all, knock on wood, uh, if, if something you know. Take Keyshawn Bartholomew, for example. He he showed some things that can make you very excited for his future, but at the same time, he just objectively did not live up to the hype this season. Um, I think that there's a chance that that happens to anybody, including Lawson Lovering. And if he winds up being somebody you don't want on the floor, and Evans still has troubles with fouls once every few games... Or who knows, one of those two gets hurt uh, for for a stretch at some point. Again, knock on wood. You're in a tough spot. You do, you just don't have all that much depth because Jabari Walker. You don't love playing him at center, especially at this point in his career. Um, you feel better, I think, playing him at like small forward, playing him at the three, than you do moving him over to the five. So. The loss of Dallas, you know, he he wasn't going to be a first-team All-Pac-12 player next year for Colorado. He was going to be somebody who rotates in and just provides a little bit of security. You know, you know that you have 20 minutes of good play from a center whenever you need it, when you have Dallas Walton around. Lawson Lovering, what do you have? probably something that you do like better you know that that's that is the reputation that loss and lovering brings and you watch him and it's easy to get excited again there's a lot of uncertainty with true freshmen um and with evan batty playing the five behind him as part of your normal rotation if things go well again just on on some thin ice i would say um Let's move down that rotation, though. You know, as it stands right now, at the four, you're you're rotating Jabari Walker and Tristan Da Silva. I really, really like that. I think I think that in terms of rotations for that spot, like that that might not be one of like the the three best in the Pac-12 next year. It, it also might be. Um, that might be crazy to say, but I. Uh, I'm, I'm all the way bought in to both of those two players. Um, and I think that there's a world in which, you know, both start. Um, I have this rotation right now, and I'll probably change it again, um, as Keyshawn Bartholomew, Eli Parquet, Maddox Daniels, 
he's kind of the the final domino in terms of players leaving the program potentially. He's another senior. Um, again, he could come back if he thinks there's going to be room for him in the rotation. Uh, he could also leave and look for an opportunity to play more somewhere else. Um, that, though, is kind of like the last piece. As it stands right now, I put him as my starter. Again, that's Bartholomew Parquet, Maddox Daniels, Jabari Walker, Evan Batty. You know, I think Tristan Da Silva could deserve to start. I think Lawson Lovering could absolutely deserve to start. Um, and there are other guys, of course, who could get in there too. Um, but as we move down here, I, I spoiled the starters. At small forward, you've got Maddox Daniels. But you also have Quincy Allen, true freshman from uh, like Baltimore or D.C. I can't remember which one, actually, off the top of my head. But a, a guy who is is a highly rated recruit, somebody who should be potentially ready to contribute as part of the rotation next year. Um, 0.9696 prospect, according to 24-7 Sports. I think, let's see, I want to look at that Colorado all-time ranking of the prospects. And there it is. Okay, um, so Lawson Lovering, the center, he is the second best recruit in Colorado basketball history, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, Quincy Allen, number five. So, Another guy who, who knows, maybe he's ready to start at the three. Maybe Jabari Walker winds up starting there. He's, he's long. He can do a lot of things offensively. Um, we'll see what that turns into. But again, I, I think that if you have him today as your backup three, that's fine. Especially the way we talked about things with having, like, Jabari could go play there. Tristan Da Silva could go play there. Um, if Maddox Daniels leaves and all of a sudden maybe you're pushing Tristan into the starting lineup, or I guess what you probably do is slide Jabari into that three spot, batty of the four, and start Lovering. Um, but it could be Da Silva at the three as well. Um, that's what you're doing with that. The two, you've got Eli Parquet and Neek Clifford and Luke O'Brien and a couple of other guys. Um, you, you really like Eli at the two. And I think next year you probably want to keep him on the floor over 30 minutes a game. You know, you, you don't want to take him off if you don't have to, because he's a good three and D player who you can trust. And at various points next season, you could see how you could have multiple players on the floor who you don't necessarily trust, you know? Um, I, I don't want to like say you don't trust like Neat Clifford or Luke O'Brien or Julian Hammond, another freshman or Quincy Allen, but you don't really know what you're going to get out of them, especially early in the year. Having Eli Parquet to solidify that two guard spot makes you feel a lot better. Um, again, depth is a little bit shaky. You might even feel better just saying Maddox Daniels is the backup too, and Jabari starts and all those other things we talked about. Um, and then at point guard right now, you've got Keyshawn Bartholomew starting, and you've got, I chose Julian Hammond as the most likely backup point guard. He's another freshman coming in um, from Cherry Creek. Uh, he is the lowest rated player in this recruiting class for Colorado. But, you know, you look around, there aren't a lot of point guards. Um, that's why... Uh, and we'll get into this stuff in a second, but that's why Colorado's going after a uh, veteran point guard right not now in Shahada Wells. And if that doesn't work out, they'll probably go after another. So 
there's kind of where this roster stands right now. Um, Maddox Daniels still kind of up in the air, but starting five of Bartholomew, Parquet, Maddox Daniels, Jabari Walker, Evan Batty, um, sub in Lawson Lovering. I think that that's probably fair at center if you want to and move Maddox Daniels to the bench. Um, want to make a case to start Tristan De Silva, you could absolutely do that as well. Um, it's, it's just the lack of depth that you don't like. At the same time, if you're running guys like Hammond out there and like Neek and like Luke O'Brien, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, it, and it might even be better for you long-term than bringing in guys who can take their minutes from them this year and, you know, likely perform better with those minutes. Um, but that is where things sit right now. Um, at the very least, you're going to have to add two players to the rotation. And that's if you do bring back Maddox Daniels. Um, they could be guys who were on the bench last year. They could be guys who transfer in. Um, they could be guys who are true freshmen. Um, it could also be more than two that you need if Maddox turns out like he, he moves along or if you just want like a bigger rotation or a whole bunch of things. Um, this roster is still obviously up in the air. Um, this is not a final version, uh, but we're going to talk about what the difference between this roster and the final version is going to look like um, after this quick break. If you listen to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you would enjoy a DNVR membership. Um, what that entails is uh, basically you get access to the DNVR.com. That's where all of our written content is on the Buffs, on the Broncos, on the Nuggets, on the Avalanche, on the, ugh, the, the Rockies, if you still acknowledge them. Um, you know, all, all of the teams. Um, so... You get that. You get uh, access to our members-only Discord. I'm not sure. Oh, I, I guess it must have been popping this morning. I haven't been in there yet, I don't think. Mm, talking about oh, it's what we're about to talk about. They're, they're way ahead of me already um, that Shahada Wells has a virtual visit with Colorado today. We'll get to that in a second. Um, what else is in there? Oh, that is where I learned that Jariah Horn was transferring was from that chat. Um, talking about the spring game and fans and all sorts of different stuff. So, um, cool stuff. And that's just the Buffs channel. And that's just this morning. If you want to talk about the Nuggets, there's people talking Nuggets over there. Uh, there's like a movies channel, music, food, skiing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so check that out. And if you become a member today, you'll get a free shirt from the DMVR locker and you get a recover holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. What's that you ask? Holistic Wellness is all about the CBD. The stick we send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD and this one is focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir and consume. They are amazing and so easy to use. There's no mess. Just grab the stick, pop the top and stir. Uh, check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. Better yet, they are offering our listeners 30% off their first purchase using the code DMVR30. Get an annual membership with DMVR, a free DMVR shirt, and a holistic stick with a coupon inside. It's a banger of a deal. We suggest using your DMVR30 code on the sampler pack. whole bunch of great products. Uh, head to the DMVR.com today and become a member of the family. Also, I want to tell you guys about my plan for tonight. So, it's about 1230 right now. 
and here's my, the rest of my day. I got to finish up the podcast, got to post the podcast and do all that stuff, got to write about the football practice yesterday, and then after that, I got to take a quick trip to the gym so that I can justify sitting on my couch from 5.15 when USC plays until who knows how long. Um, and really, it's just going to be when the last sport ends because I'm going to make so much money betting on these games uh, that I'm probably just going to keep betting until all the sports end for the night. Uh, that's my plan, and it would not be the same without a big case of Strawberry Skies. Very excited to sit on my couch and watch basketball and drink Strawberry Sky tonight. Um, and if you guys need something to do, that's what I recommend. Uh, if you guys want to pick up your own big old case of Strawberry Skies, you can get on the Breckenridge Brewery website, go to the beer locator, and it'll tell you exactly where you can pick up whatever you want to try, whether it's the Strawberry Sky, uh, the new Seltzers, the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale, the Avalanche, so many great beers. You should really just check them all out. There's a sampler pack. That's a good way to get into them. Um, and if you do that, you will not be disappointed. Also, uh, MSU Denver online. Um, they have actually been doing online schooling at MSU Denver for a while. Um, a lot of schools have very recently got into that uh, for a bunch of different reasons, maybe because like the pandemic means nobody wants to be on their campus or because just in general, it's very convenient to not have to, you know, go places to do things. Um, but with MSU Denver, you get a school that has been working on its online programs for years and they become the leader in the Rocky Mountain region for that reason, just because of the effort that they put in. At this point, they have over 40 online and hybrid programs that can get you a degree. Um, if, if you're somebody who wants to go back to school or never went to school in the first place or whatever, now is a great time to go check that out. Um, there's there's 700 different courses that will be offered to you. Um, and th the results are awesome. You know, on top of like the, the graduation rate and all that kind of stuff, you can also see things like 80% of MSU Denver graduates get jobs in Denver. And that means that when you graduate, you have a whole bunch of connections. You know people who've been working in fields for a long time. Uh, you also know people who are like you, just kind of breaking in. Um, so whether you're trying to like advance yourself in your career, or change careers, whatever, going back to school is a, a great option. And right now is in particular a great option. And if you want to go online, MSU Denver Online is the place to be. And you can get more information by going to msudenver.com slash online. All right. Um, so where do the buffs go from here? Um, this is kind of a fun game. So we talked through this roster and basically what I came up with is at center, you would really like to have more depth. You would like to have somebody there so that, you know, in a pinch, you don't have to play Jabari at the five. Although I guess if you had to do that for 10 minutes, it wouldn't be the end of the world. If knock on wood again, Evan and uh, Lawson at some point were both banged up. I don't know. That's just a nightmare scenario. And let's not even go down that road. But when you look at the center position, what's the takeaway? To me, the takeaway is that you would really like depth, but there just aren't a lot of minutes, especially because even though you might like Evan Batty at the four more and 
Also, if you do not, I don't blame you for liking him at the five better than at the four. Um, but if you do like him better at the four, well, then all of a sudden he's splitting his minutes at the four with Jabari Walker. And both of those guys are guys who you want to get more than 20. That's just not possible in a 40 minute game when they're splitting the minutes. Um, it also means that you move Tristan to Silva down to the three. I don't hate it. Or it could be Jabari down to the three. It's not the end of the world. But if you bring in a center with the idea of him actually playing, you just don't have enough minutes in the front court right now. Um, when you look at power forward, obviously with Batty, Walker, De Silva, you're going to be just fine there. Um, small forward, that's where, uh, that's where there's a hole. And in my opinion, there's room for somebody to take up big time minutes. Like, like you could have your best player play best player minutes at that position. Just bring him in right now. And you know, it would mean you don't see all that much of Quincy Allen. It puts Quincy Allen though on more of a Tristan De Silva from this year type of path, which I personally like, um, who would be the perfect, uh, guy to add at the three. Um, I think with the current roster, you would like some playmaking. You would like some scoring. Um, because of the emphasis that this team has on defense, if you found just a really good defender and he wanted to come in and play that spot, you're happy with that too. Um, it's good enough. Guys who uh, would kind of fit? Well, if you look in the transfer portal, the fourth best player by BPM is one Deshaun Schwartz. And I think to me, this is this is why the Deshaun Schwartz loss stings worse than the others. Um, and it's just purely for basketball reasons. I think that he is kind of the, the exact guy that they would want to use a scholarship on. And the fact that he could have stuck around and not cost a scholarship next year, you know, it, it's tough. At the same time, I understand him wanting to like move along and try something new. Um, and I also understand if he thought that there just wasn't room for him. You know, um, especially with Maddox still there, uh, with Quincy Allen coming in, with Clifford coming in, and the fact that they still have two scholarships open to add guys. You know, he may see De Silva as more of that. I don't know why he decided to go. I don't know if that was a conversation that he initiated or if the coaches initiated or whatever. I don't have any details there. Um, but what I do know is that when I look at holes on this roster I'd like to patch, I look at small forward um, and there's a chance that you can't even play Maddox there if he decides he isn't going to be back next year either. Um, you look at the two, Eli Parquet, you want him playing almost every minute there. Um, Neat Clifford as a, as your second shooting guard in the pack 12 at this point, I don't really like it. He could come back next year and be a totally different player. And to be honest, he doesn't even need to do all that much. Just, you know, give yourself a reason to be on the floor. You know, are, are you somebody who, when you come in, everybody's like, okay, well, he's going to put the clamps on whoever. Or when you come in, is, is somebody going to say like, oh, okay, I hope he gets hot. Like he's, he's a sniper back there. You know, he's just still, I think, working to figure out who he is. And I think you could say the same about Keyshawn and a bunch of those guys. Um, on top of the fact that expecting growth from year one to year two is not an insane idea. Um, I think that the fact that Eli is somebody who you want to play 
you know, 34 of the 40 minutes, it means that your backup two is only playing about six minutes per game. Yeah. I, I and When you look at the complete picture, having Neat Clifford as your backup two, and honestly, like competing for that job uh, with ha- Hammond, with Luke O'Brien, with uh, uh, there, there's another freshman coming in this year we haven't talked about, uh, whose name is Javon Ruffin um, from New Orleans. You know, that's a good situation, and you don't really need to, to mess with it, I don't think. Um, again, though, one final position, point guard, that is the other spot. You know, Keyshawn coming off the bench and spelling your point guard, I think this year is something that you're happy about. Um, that is maybe putting a little bit more weight in what we saw in the tournament versus what we saw earlier in the season. But the point is, as the season progressed, we saw more and more flashes. Um, still maybe not uh, enough flashes in some people's minds, but point guard is a tough position. The Pac-12 is a tough conference, and if it takes you a couple of years to get acclimated, that shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. Again, I think you expect Keyshawn to come back better next year and just a little bit better is what he needs to be a a very solid Pac-12 backup point guard. And then you hope a year later that he's ready to become just a good Pac-12 point guard. Um, So yeah, those are the holes, I think, um, that you're really trying to patch. And on top of that, I should say, like, you've lost some walk-ons too. Like, you just need more bodies so that you can run practices. And in particular, you know, you need some big bodies. Um, so I, I do think that some, some walk-ons will absolutely be on the way. Um, and here's what we know about the two open scholarships. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, Shahada Wells of UT Arlington is taking a visit with Colorado today. And I think it's going to go well. I think that it's really easy to sell a point guard on the Colorado Buffaloes. Why? Well, Derek White, Spencer Dinwiddie, Chauncey Billups, McKinley Wright. You can kind of keep going. Um, Tad Boyle has a good track record, and obviously Chauncey isn't a part of that track record, um, with point guards. Uh, Talking to Keyshawn last year, I remember him telling me that the reason that he came to Colorado was because of Colorado's track record with point guards. Somebody like Shahada Wells, a lot of teams want him. Um, he put up, I think it was just under 17 points per game last year, six feet tall, burst. You know, you're not getting another kin, but if you were trying to find another kin, Shahada Wells is about who you would be chasing. Um, I think, I think like, I don't want to call him like poor man's kin. That sounds like a complete like slight, and I don't mean it that way, but that is who Colorado is in on right now. And in terms of the other um, scholarship, I think Tad has said um, that they're just going to go like best player available, which I think is a good strategy, uh, especially after you get point guard shored up. Because again, once you have that point guard, if you had Shahada Wells at the one, Parquet at the two, um, even say Jabari at the three, and then some combination of, well, I guess Batty would start, and it's either De Silva or Lovering, depending on if Lovering is ready, um, starting. And then on the bench, you'd have uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew. Again, I like that. and He kind of solidifies. He, he has some backup minutes at the one and the two. 
Um, you have Maddox Daniels hopefully coming off the bench, and he can solidify those backup minutes at the two and the three. And then in terms of big men, you have uh, either De Silva or Lovering coming in off the bench to spell the three or sorry, to spell the four and potentially bump Batty to the five or something like that. Lovering, I guess, would also spell the five if he's coming off the bench. All of a sudden, you have like a nice eight-man rotation. And even if, you know, you you have your doubts about, um, say, say a Keyshawn Bartholomew or a Maddox Daniels or uh, even like a Tristan Da Silva in terms of, he could take a little step back next year, it's possible. Um you also have Quincy Allen, you have uh, Neat Clifford, you have Julian Hammond, um, you have Javon Ruffin, um, Luke O'Brien, so many guys on the bench who, one of those names that I just said, I think you expect one to pop next year, and who knows, maybe two. Um, this year, what'd you get? You got Jabari Walker. Um, he probably is most comparable to a loss in Lovering in this class. Um, say Lovering becomes your first team all freshman, freshman, <laughs> and he, uh, uh, and then uh, your other guy, you know, Tristan De Silva gave some really good minutes as a true freshman this year. You know, maybe maybe that's the type of performance you get from a Quincy Allen this year. You feel good about that. Um, I think you feel really good about that. Um, so, yeah. I think Buffs need a point guard. That is, in my opinion, pretty clear. I think that, you know, the, the, there's a very real chance that you go get Shahada Wells and two weeks into the season you say, huh, Keyshawn's really good. We could have just started him. Uh, at this point, though, I don't think you can go into the season with Keyshawn as your starting point guard if you're planning on competing for a Pac-12 title. Um, I think that when you're going after something like a Pac-12 title, you're, you're competing to be like a top three team in the Pac-12, that sort of thing. You, you're just trying to avoid landmines. You don't want to look through your roster and say, oh no, well, that might be too bad. And you know, you look at the roster right now and you say, okay, Maddox Daniels starting at the three. Don't love that. You don't know that that's like a, a plus right there. And again, Maddox, he comes back. He continues to play really good defense, maybe even kicks it up a notch, um, knocks down 42% of his threes. Well, then all of a sudden you're saying, wow, imagine if they had had that Maddox. But as, as we sit here today, you look at this roster and say, if it's not going to compete for a Pac-12 title, it's because your, your front court of Walker and Batty um, – Again, yeah, let's just assume Lovering's coming off the bench. It's it's tough. Um, but Walker and Batty, you know, Walker has some pop. Batty, honorable mention all Pac-12. You're you're good enough in the front court to be a top three team. You look at Maddox Daniels and say, ah, you're gonna you might need a little bit more. You might be able to get by if other guys play better than you expect. Eli Parquet, he is absolutely a starter on any team in the Pac-12. Um Keyshawn Bartholomew at point guard, you're like, ah, there's a one in three chance that he is good enough to lead a team to a Pac-12 title. And, you, you know, that path includes things like Maddox Daniels coming back and playing better. Um, 
things like Jabari Walker continuing to knock down a bunch of threes. You know, other things that are kind of out of his control. So once that point guard situation gets shored up, um, you feel a lot better. Um, then you're saying, you know, maybe Maddox is the weak link in the starting lineup. And maybe Maddox is replaced by Lawson Lovering with Jabari at the three. You know? And in that case, you you, you could get even more excited. Um, and then who Colorado gets with that other scholarship is going to be interesting. Because I think that that is wide open. I think it could be a grad transfer. I think it could be a JUCO guy. I think it could be a, a, a high school recruit, too. Um, but I do, I do believe Tad when he says we're going to get the best player available. And you know, if, if Maddox Daniels is back, I think that it is absolutely the right approach because you've pretty much covered up all of your holes. You're, you're going to be just fine with, um, the current roster. If you have Shahada Wells, and then you just look for more juice wherever you can get it. If, if it's a seven-footer and you start lining up with whoever your new seven-footer is and Lawson Lovering and Jabari Walker at the three and then Evan Batty's coming in and playing 25 minutes off the bench, it would surprise me. But, you know, it, it, I think that it could go really well. Um, oh, we should also say while we're here, um, Colorado picked up a commitment yesterday from um, a very, very good basketball player, um, Joe Hurlbert. He's a .9629 prospect, uh, number 11 center in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, again, committed just yesterday. He is... That makes him just behind Quincy Allen as the uh, number six uh, recruit in Colorado history. Um, Dominique Clifford at number eight, by the way. Just saw that. Also have the hiccups right now, so we better wrap this up. Um, but that's really exciting. You can uh, just Google him and watch him if you want. Honestly, like there's there's it's it's really really exciting. He's also playing like a bunch of like five foot eleven North Dakota high schoolers. Um, in my opinion, makes it even more fun to watch because he's just torching guys. I think he averaged, it says at the start of one of the videos, like 28 and 14 with seven assists or something like that. Um, but he's a class of 2022. Um, Blossom Lovering is going to play his first year this year. And then you have Joe Hurlbert following him in. Um, your, your twin tower lineups with those two, there's something to dream about. And, you know, I think, obviously, Tad is very happy that he had McKinley Wright for five years or four years at Colorado. Um, at the same time, when you have somebody like McKinley Wright, he defines who you are. Um, you are a team that is point guard driven. Um, everything starts with Ken. Um, but when you look at basketball just more widely over the course of Kin's career in Boulder, you know, you see things like in Denver, Nikola Jokic goes and does what he does. Um, in Philadelphia, you've got Joel Embiid. Um, you've got Ben Simmons, who's just like this hybrid. And, and the game is changing, and I think it's moving toward working more through your bigs. 
And the fact that Colorado has, you know, one big on the way immediately after Kim leaves and, and another one on the way the next year, I think that maybe there is a little bit of an identity shift. Um, who knows? And we can end on that. I'm not sure if there, that's even something worth thinking about, but I do know that Colorado landed Joe Hurlbert and he could be just a dream piece of the offensive rotation. Just um, looking through the other offers, you know, Wisconsin, Ohio State, uh, Nebraska, like anybody would go there, uh, Minnesota, Iowa State, Iowa. You know, you've got, you've got multiple tournament teams. You've got Iowa, who just had the success that it had with Luca Garza. And Colorado went in there and, and got the commitment. So... That's really exciting. Um, first piece of that recruiting class, I believe. Let me double check on that. Yep, first one. So, a lot is on the way. Um, we're going to be getting, what, probably three or four more walk-ons? Maybe not that many. Maybe not that many. Probably like two, because they were expecting some of those guys to leave after their senior year. Let's let's expect two walk-ons, two scholarships. Um, I'm going to say right now, I think Maddox Daniels is back. So there's my call, um, and we'll catch up when this is done. I, I think, I guess there's a chance that we could get a commitment from Shahada Wells today, but I guess he's at least going to look at some other places, like go on a couple more visits. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I will be back tomorrow uh, to talk about what we learned from Carl Durrell after the second day of fall camp. Spring camp. Damn it. I almost made it through that sentence. Um, With uh, Carson Wells and Jarek Broussard. Should be a good time. Um, I will see you guys then. Actually, real quick, I have something else to say. Um, I just got off this and saw Jeff Goodman tweeted that uh, Toledo transfer Marion Jackson told me he's heard from the following. Um, and the list includes a bunch of schools, including Colorado. Um Jackson averaged 18.1 points, 6.1 rebounds, 5.9 assists per game this past season. Uh, another point guard. So if things don't go well with Shahada, then looks like Marion Jackson could be the next target. We'll see. Um, but now I'm actually going to leave. Uh, see you guys tomorrow. I think they like my Colorado sway. when I'm in it play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holland get a bus with my Colorado sweat, my Colorado sweat, my Colorado sweat. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sweat, my Colorado sweat, my Colorado sweat. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sweat, my Colorado sweat. It's pushing 180, competition. See you later, baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy and boaters where we stationed, patiently awaiting when I hit the it's so hard to behave I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid Cause you know we finna hit ya, hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hey, hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the line My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring Throwing blows, knocking down 
the team at the team. They like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that go, you know I'm acting bad. Holla, get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. Have you ever seen a rain?